The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. You may have just heard from the American Legion at the beginning of the show. Remember, those big tents out in the parking lot for the beer garden open till 8 p.m. on weeknights, 9 p.m. on the weekends. My co-host Hannah joins me today, not at the 9-foot homemade oak bar in my basement here in Evergreen Park, but over the phone line. She actually used the Podbean app when we were live on Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., the EP Podcast is live interactive live chat call in with a touch of a button on a free app called podbean you can get the app on any app store for any device or just go to the eppodcast.com and there's a link right there so you can sign in and get it it's all free and the ep podcast is proudly brought to you by the first national bank of evergreen park we are so happy with this partnership we're very excited to be a part of everything going on at the first national bank of evergreen park I was over at 95th and Pulaski just yesterday, driving down the street. I looked over and I was like, wow, look at that building. Look at that iconic structure. I can't believe the EP Podcast and First National Bank of Evergreen Park have this partnership. It's awesome. And right now they want to give you 300 bucks. During these uncertain times, the right resources and a strong support system can make the difference. First National Bank of Evergreen Park is here for you with personalized service and great offers. Plus, they provide the steady, reliable support of the entire Wintrust Community Bank family. And now when you open a total access checking account, you get $300 as a bonus. But you have to use this link. Visit bankevergreenpark.com slash eppod to open an account today. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use that link to apply, member FDIC. Glenn Panuski from the Village of Evergreen Park joining us later on in the show. Plus, we're going to talk about social media warriors. But before any of that, Kelly Maroney from the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce is waiting on the line. And on the date that we recorded this, it was her birthday. And I didn't know until she got on the line and I felt bad about it. But happy birthday to you, Kelly. And welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm doing very well. And I appreciate you jumping on the line and and talking with me. It's been a crazy couple of months. And, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, it's got to be also very different for you because you have all these businesses that are dealing with these hardships and you're you're basically there to support the businesses, but you're not exactly sure what to do, right? Yes, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Um, This has been a crazy few weeks or months and We've been just doing our best to be here, supportive, and anything that the businesses need. Um, you know, our main goal right now is to help promote them and get all the information out to the community, especially with all the changing. You know, the you know one day they're not open, the next day they are, you know, back to regular hours. So um, we're just trying to do our best getting the information out to the community for them, as well as being there as a support for them for whatever they need. What kind of feedback have you gotten? I'm kind of curious because um, I would imagine being part of the chamber, like I I was happy that during this time I was able to keep up with what was going on because of the stuff you guys were putting out. But what kind of what kind of feedback do you get from the local businesses? Everyone's just kind of chugging along and just doing what they can. Um, You know, I know you've had a lot of chamber members on your show um, just recently, Porter Collins, you know, and they're just doing the best they can. Just, you know, like right now, I think everybody's happy with the weather and 
being able to, you know, now that we're in phase three and the patios are able to open, so we're getting one step for, you know, closer to normal. Um, so I think everybody's just doing what they can and just dealing with what they've been dealt. We have a uh, an interesting situation here in Evergreen that I think is very different than in comparison to Chicago, our giant suburb that's right next to us. Uh, and that's the fact that the mayor is very pro-business. Uh, and I know during this entire time, I could tell just by the actions and the words coming out of the, the village uh, that they were doing everything they could because they don't want to lose businesses. They don't want people shuttering their doors. They don't want people to be unable to come back while all this was going on. Uh, how much contact? does the chamber get from the from the mayor's office? Um, we're in contact with them. Um, we are kind of, you know, separate avenues. The mayor deals with a lot, and he does a great job running our community. As you saw, in, you know, the past couple of months, he's been great at informing everybody. Um, and, you know, and our focus is, is the businesses, and the mayor does do a great job focusing on keeping the businesses going. But he's got a lot of other things to do, too. So, so yeah, we, we, do, we work hand in hand together and you know we can't none of us can be as successful without the great community you know all these businesses we can do all we want promoting but it's the community that support all the businesses that is so appreciative and everybody is very very thankful for this especially during these trying times you know kelly you're you're one of the newer people to be a, a part of the chamber and we've had you on the show before and i've commented on this you're You've got the same kind of mind almost that I have for marketing and promotion. And I know that the creativity uh, gets stifled a little bit because you can't go out and do a lot of the things that you would have great ideas to go and do right now. But also you're the, you're then pivoting. You're like, oh, what can what can we do under this crazy situation that we've never been in before? And and what has that been like to try to figure out like how to do those things with the chamber? And, and what do you guys possibly have coming up here in the near future? Yeah, so yes, it definitely has been a challenge to continue on with business as normal for us because we do want to be involved with the businesses and with the community, and a lot of that takes us being together, and we can't do that right now. So, you know, you helped us promote early on in the stay-at-home order the um, Think Local Evergreen Park campaign where everybody purchased apparel items and then proceeds went to the businesses. So that was a great campaign. And so we did adapt in that way in the beginning to help support the businesses that way. Um, we did have other plans for the summer. We usually do a little contest that asks people to go into the businesses. We are kind of tweaking that a little bit and thinking about doing another contest that hopefully we're going to kick off in July um, and do a more virtual, but, we're going to support businesses and um, just getting together with the community, but in, in a more distant way. So um, we will share more details as soon as we can with, for that. Well, Kelly, I'm not keeping any more of your time because it's your birthday, and I already feel bad <laughs> that you're talking to me on your birthday. No. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible birthday present to have to come on and talk with me. <laughs> So I feel I awful think about of it. I a better way to spend it than talking <laughs> with you, Chris. <laughs> it's now time for the EP Podcast Word on the Street, brought to you by Westgate Music School, a cutting-edge local music instruction facility. Westgate's got you covered. Guitar, bass, piano, voice, drum lessons, violin, banjo, ukulele, 
saxophone, clarinet, flute, rock band classes, DJ classes, and so much more. And right now you can learn in their facility at 6527 West 127th Street or do it online from the comfort of your own home. Visit westgatemusicschool.com or call 708-586-7002 for more details. Things are starting to open up. Glenn Panuski will talk about it more later on here in the show. But for now, let me tell you about summer dance camps. Registration begins the day this show comes out on demand, Monday, June 15th. And they've already started registration for the summer day camps. Plus, now there's youth and tot little dribblers for ages 3 to 5. Adult and tot hoopsters and kickers ages 2 to 3 with an adult on scene. Have your 4 to 6-year-old try out all kinds of sports with multi-sport mania. Registration for all three of those programs put on by the Recreation Department. Get all your information, call the Rec Department, 708-229-3373, 708-229-3373. That's your EP word on the street. You're listening to the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the EPPodcast.com. Look at all those people in this great suburb, driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805 it's the ep podcast all things evergreen park it's the ep podcast evergreen park Are you a social media warrior? Do you get up in the morning and sit down at your keyboard and think to yourself, I'm going to solve all the world's problems and change everybody's mind with my Facebook post? (laughs) Do you sit in front of the screen and think to yourself, this is my moment. This is when I turn the tide to good. This is when everybody realizes how clever I am, how smart I am, how much I'm right and they're wrong. The moment I make this post and hit this enter key, everybody will be on my side. Everybody. Oh, I went in the high volume there. See, even the music. The music got so excited by what I was saying, Hannah. The music, the music pumped itself up. That's how excited it is. Okay? Everybody will be on my side. Everybody will change their mind and be one with me. And we will turn this world around and make it greater than anything it's ever been. Social media world. All right, let's read what this idiot said. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to say his first name, but uh, I'm not going to say his last name. Okay. Even though he's, he's such a social media warrior. I mean, that's the thing that I always find funny. Back when I was in radio in the late nineties, you were never allowed to give out the full name of somebody without their permission because you were exposing them to the public and right. you were exposing them to public ridicule and you couldn't do that. Because people don't want to be, if you're not a public persona, you can't be exposed to public ridicule. The problem is mm-hmm. you've all made yourself public persons by having social media accounts. So now I get to make mm-hmm. fun of you. 
Because Dude, social media is ruining so many people. You put yourself out there <laughs> with your stupid comments, and now I'm going to go on my podcast and I'm going to make fun of you because you're ridiculous. All right, here we go. Most Holy Redeemer Church, and I'm very excited about this. I saw that. Past phase one and phase 1A to be able to reopen. Now, other churches are further ahead. We know this. Christ the King is like already in phase two. But the archdiocese after the governor decided, oh, we're going to let the churches figure out their own thing. And trust me, the archdiocese, I got a, a thing from Cardinal Supich, like a video the other day. They're applying it to the schools. I guarantee you Catholic schools are open in the fall. Guarantee mm-hmm. you they are. They're going to be like, we're our own thing. You already told us we're our own thing. We're doing our own thing. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people doing an awful lot of hard work, harder than me, Hannah. A lot of people measuring out the pews, figuring out where everybody's going to sit, opening up the church is a big deal. And they announce, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a holy hour. You know, everybody gets together for like an hour. That's a service. We're going to have a couple of confessions on Friday and Saturday. The holy hours on Thursday night. This is already put up there on their website. So uh, Most Holy Redeemer is starting off with these things. And then after we get three services, we're allowed to apply for phase two, which is church. Now, they have to follow certain things. So they write in there, you're going to have to wear a mask. You enter through this side of the church. They were told to enter uh-huh. off of 96th Street. And when you walk in, a greeter will give you some hand sanitizer. That's all they said. Does that seem okay. repressive to you? Repressive? Yeah, do you feel repressed? Do you feel repressive? like that was repressive? Yeah, do you feel like that like that was repressive to you in some way? The idea I that like, no. we just want you to enter off of 96th Street and we want you to keep social distance. You have to wear yes. a mask inside like you do. If you, if you go on. to the Ace Hardware, you have to wear a mask. We just want you to do the same thing. And we want to give you some hand sanitizer at the beginning to make sure everything's clean. That's very clean. nice of them. That seems very nice, right? Seems like it's yes. a good idea, right? All right. This, here it's comes the best idea. Here comes the social media warrior. Okay. Uh-oh. Joe okay, here. Man. Joe, the only comment in the room. Okay. He posts. Joe is offended. Seems like people are being treated like cattle instead of churchgoers. How? Are you kidding me? You know, he sat down. I guarantee you he erased that. Because they're that. being told to come in one way that's cattle herding? He erased that three times and rewrote it three times before he posted it. And after he posted it, he checked <laughs> a bit. He checked back on that post every 30 seconds to see if somebody said, yeah, I agree with you. Just kept refreshing his phone. Right. But everybody ignored him because most people are smart. Me, I'm like, no, nah, this guy's a jerk. I've been working too hard on this. And I wrote hashtag bad take. I think that's a mm-hmm. pretty fair thing. Like, hey, Joe, why don't okay. you chill out? I'm not picking on you or anything like that. This was his response. Chris Lanuti, so sorry you disagree. You must be a liberal Democrat. Hashtag vote red. <laughs> now, Hannah's laughing because she knows I'm not a liberal Democrat. Like, she knows I'm not. She knows I'm not a liberal. I'm not a liberal Democrat. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. Like, Hannah's going to die based upon that response. She's dying on the other end. Somebody check on her. She's going to die. Okay. Woo. That's what he wrote back. You're a liberal Democrat. Beware oh the God. social media warrior. So all I responded was, no, Joe, I just understand that you're over-exaggerating a few minor inconveniences so we can all go back to church. There are a lot of people working very hard to bring church back to this parish. But you keep with the pithy Facebook comments. They make you look very smart. Now, I don't know whether or not he'll respond. I look forward to it. I already have my response ready. And I find myself half mad at myself for getting wrapped up in this. Like, why am I wrapped up in this? This guy's obviously an idiot. I mean, he's obviously an idiot. He's just looking for attention. It's just better off to just let him go. But I know sometimes you're just in the mood. You're just in a mood He's got nobody to talk to at home. He's got nobody that cares about his opinion. He obviously gets yelled at by his boss every single day. Okay? Maybe, maybe. If he has a boss. Yeah, if he has a boss. 
Okay, maybe he is the boss. Nobody wants to talk to him because, you know, of his opinions. I don't know. Whatever. But why? I mean, like, here it is. This was a long, thought-out thing written by a pastor over at a church trying to yeah. reopen his church, and he decides to take a swipe at him? Yeah, What he a did. bad look. What a terrible look. I, you know, we all have to stop this, folks. We really do. We have to stop with the tweets. They, they really have to. I mean, if Twitter burned to the ground tomorrow, I'd be fine with it. We I have to never st- get on Twitter. We have I to mean, stop never. with the tweets. We have to stop with the anger. We have to stop reading stuff that isn't true. You know, Facebook put up something the other day on something that I, I posted and told me that it wasn't 100% true. You know what, what the post the post that I put up was? It was an article. What? It was an article that examined what was possibly true and what wasn't possibly true about picking up the COVID-19 virus from people that were asymptomatic. In the end, nobody knows what's oh true God. because everybody's arguing about it. CNN immediately said it wasn't true and you can catch it from people that are asymptomatic. Stay in your house, hide under your covers and never leave. Fox News was like, oh, look at this. The COVID virus is over. Run around and lick a lamppost. I mean, they're on the complete <laughs> opposite side of it. Okay. And I wrote a, I, I had a Time Magazine article where they're like, well, it's kind of true. It's kind of not true. And Facebook fact checked me. I was like, what? Like, I mean, like the, the world has lost its mind. Let me tell you something right now. There is no news on Facebook. There is no news that you can rely on on Twitter. And to be honest with you, there's really no news on Fox News, CNN, or MSNBC that you can rely on either. Well, you, really know our friend, you know our friend Mark um, got, you know, Facebook jail. What do you get? Well, he deserves to be in Facebook jail. He's annoying. He said the word Canadian goose. <laughs> I am not even kidding Well, you. That's, that's racist against Canadian geese. You, you can't write that. <laughs> you can't assume all those geese came from Canada. You can't do that. Well, wait, wait, wait. That's the name of the species. Ah, we're going to change the name. We're going to change the name of that species. They were having a discussion about birds. <laughs> and he saw a picture and said, dude, those are Canadian geese. And bam. <laughs> and then he contested it. And they came back and said, well, we understand sometimes we might overreact, but this is a warning. <laughs> <laughs> because he identified a you, bird how as dare a Canadian you geese. Identify that geese in a way that geese, that goose may not want to be identified. <laughs> That goose has the choice to identify itself as any kind of goose it wants to. And how dare you make that, How dare you pigeonhole that goose into a corner? You're banned yep. from Facebook. Yep. The world, is, the world has lost its damn mind, Hannah. I mean, yes, it really it has. has. Okay, we got a few more minutes left if anybody wants to. I can't believe that. Like, I thought yep. the funny thing was going to be the idiot who's fighting with a priest about trying to open up a church. I thought that was the insensitive thing I was going to hear on Twitter. No, you cannot. But this guy got banned. This guy animal. got banned from Facebook by calling it a Canadian geese. They're actually that's the name of their species. <laughs> that's what they. If you are. look it up, it's called the Canadian goose. That's what it is. That's what it is. They come from Canada. They come down here during certain times of the year. Then they go back up to Canada. That's where they are. They come from there. They poop everywhere and they leave. Oh, they poop everywhere. They're the worst. Dude, I hate They'll them. attack you in a parking lot if you're not. If you're not. Oh careful. God, yes, they will. I had, a, I had a job up in Des Plaines, and I remember I would drive into the parking lot, and they would actually make a line and dare you to drive through them. <laughs> and if you were I'm like, sure people took them up on if it. If you were on time, you would just like drive very slowly, and they would slowly move out of the way while they yelled at you. When you were running late, I'd just beep the horn and drive right into them. Then they'd be all ticked off, and they'd be huddling over underneath a tree talking about how they were going to jump me when I came out of work. <laughs> the meanest things on the face of the earth, those Canadian geese. They're the yeah, meanest thing in Canada, to be honest with you. If Canada went yeah. to war, the best weapon they could use is a front line of Canadian geese. Do they love it that Americans like pay a lot of money to get a hunting license to come up there and hunt those geese? You can actually shoot those things? Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, you can go up there and shoot them? 
Yes, I know my brother-in-law has done that. He has like gotten a license and gone up to Canada. I'm gonna upset somebody right now. I'm gonna upset somebody now with my joke. And you feel free to find me on Facebook or Twitter and say something pithy, like our buddy Joe that I just read his comment. Um, but he's not. Our if friend. you can, if you can pay to shoot those animals, I have my next uh, vacation trip already planned. Talk to my brother-in-law; he will tell you exactly what to do. Right now, somebody's like, "They're they're a beautiful animal." How can you say that, Chris? What do they do with the geese? Do they eat them? Yeah, you freeze it. You can like roast it. You can put it in a gumbo. You can do a lot of stuff with it. Well, it's in its pristine outdoor landscape in the woods of the uh the nation of canada north of minnesota and the beautiful trees and and you're like oh all this thing eats is just regular wildlife worms and and you know this is this is probably really good meat to eat uh that also goes south and it eats garbage out of a dumpster (laughs) it's eating cigarette butts out of the parking lot of the jewel over in elsip and then you're shooting it and eating it right you're shooting it and eating it up in Canada. You're like, oh, I killed this animal up there, and this is high-quality stuff because look at this. I mean, like, it just lives out here. But you forget that it flies south and eats cigarette butts in parking lots, and then it goes back up there later on. Gotta live. All right. Well, I've ruined geese for people. <laughs> ruined geese for people. Big Mike just wrote bird steak. Then he wrote never mind after I pointed out it eats cigarettes. All right. <laughs> Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie, member SIPC. On our live podcast on the Podbean app, we spoke with Glenn Panuski. That's Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Make sure you get on there. It's like a radio show but it's right here from my basement and you can be in the interactive chat room. You can call in, you get all kinds of extra content and it's free. Get the app, any app store, just go direct to the eppodcast.com to find out how to get the app on your device. We had Glenn join us on the live show on Wednesday night because some things are starting to open up here in the EP and programs are starting to come back and become available to you. Glenn, how are you? I am doing well, and uh, family's doing well, and I hope the same is with your family. And I the last three months have been, you know, quite different, and uh, things have changed. And but at least we we are here today, being able to talk about it. You know, I mean, and and a lot of people aren't so fortunate. So you know, uh, let's we know what our blessings are. And I can just say this: uh, there's that old expression hindsight is 2020 and i can't wait till 2020 is complete hindsight at this point you know <laughs> that's for sure i mean it's been a rough one it's been an interesting one it i think that this entire thing has really shown you a lot about people first of all i mean I, I, it's become very obvious to me who are the good people and who are the people that sometimes i, I i've been shrugging my my shoulders going 
What is that person thinking? And then you see people that are fighting on social media because they've got too much time on their hands. And and then, we, and, true, then yeah. and then yeah. you really get a good idea about government. And I'm going to say this, and I, and I don't want to say this to embarrass you because it's going to be a good thing about Evergreen Park, but but you get a look at your government. I mean, there's an awful lot of frustration from top to bottom, from the federal level, the state level, the county level, some of our representatives in the state legislature, those that are representatives in the, in the, in the federal legislature, not all of them, but I mean, there's been a lot of frustration. And then you got the, the tiny tyrant over there in Chicago who they, she won't even let certain things open up yet where everybody else in the state is open. And then you have Evergreen Park and you guys have found every way to make people happy. You have fought the good fight. The mayor came on and, and spoke about how things needed to open up and patios needed to open up. And, and he joined the chorus of mayors calling for that in the Chicago suburbs. And then it happened within just a few few days afterwards. The unrest and you had the protest, but Evergreen Park was a shining example of it. You have businesses that I'm talking to that feel like they're being supported by their village. It's a much different picture here than the much bigger city that's right next to us. And it makes me feel happy that I now live uh, over the last uh, nearly 15 years on the other side of that border inside of Evergreen Park. Well, you know, uh, long ago, uh, Mayor Vacco had said that, um, uh, Chicago is our largest suburb, you know, so, uh, yeah, but, but here we are, you know, it's one thing about, uh, Mayor Sexton, it, communication is, is big with him. And I want to say, since this lockdown started, I think it was St. Patrick's day. He came over to me. We were, the village hall was closed at that point, but we were, it was still staffed, you know, half staff, you know, we would alternate each day. And he came over and said he wanted to get a letter out to uh, the residents just saying, you know, enjoy your families, happy St. Patrick's day. And, and that really started, you know, the, the parade of letters from him, you know, once or twice a week, just to let the people know know, what's going on and let them know that, you know, we're, you know, he's doing the best he can on their behalf and and just trying to present a positive outlook, you know, because you just, you the media is so full of gloom and doom, and you know, so he he wanted to say the facts, but try to put a truthful, positive spin on the whole thing. So, uh, you know, and now, and as you say, now you're starting to get the emails. Yeah, we're starting to work in the event emails again now. So, and and yes, there is definitely a few things to talk about coming up. Unfortunately, we had to uh, cancel the day in the park, which would have been. In two weeks, uh, they're looking at possibly doing that again in the fall as an Oktoberfest kind of a thing. But it's all hurry up and wait. And I got to see where we are with this because, you know, this I, I mean, I'm sure this this COVID is, is coming back. So hopefully not. But uh, they canceled the uh, parade. And that was he really was holding on to that one till the very end, you know, because, I mean, that's 50, 51 years old, that parade. But uh, it he wants to transform that possibly around uh, Labor Day as a smaller through the neighborhood kind of a parade to honor first responders. You know, so uh, we'll start working out the details of that. You know, so that's coming up. But uh, the great news is that the rec department is starting to put together their um, summer day camps. I saw this. I'm excited about this. It's a, this is a big deal. Okay. It's a little, it's a little different this year that, you know, it's Evergreen Park residents, obviously it's uh, residents only, 
uh, they they can only put a total of 64 uh, campers in just because they got to follow the state guidelines. They've already worked out all the social distancing that is necessary that they've got to do. So, and I know some parents are, uh, you know, after being in the house with their kid for three months, they're like, yay camps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Send them to a camp. They'll be fine. Like, you know, look, look, I think that every parent has to wrestle with this. We've talked about this on the show many times. I'm a parent of three. We've had other parents that have joined us and we all have to wrestle with, okay, what is safe and what isn't safe? And what am I, am I overdoing anything? And I've, I, I have my own personal opinions about this after reading all the data and trying to to, to read what doctors say and talk with doctors. We've had them on this show before rather than get myself wrapped up in the hysteria and paying attention to uh, the mainstream news, which gives they, they can see the same story and report it three different ways, depending on whatever they want to say. And I have gotten right. to the point now where I look at this and I say, you know what? Yes, not every child will survive COVID-19, but there have not been very many cases where it wasn't somebody who had some real serious issues that was underneath the age of 18. And these kids need to get out and they need to do something. And if they're not going to be exposing themselves to somebody that's in a, in a, in a, in a range age range wise, that it would be dangerous or somebody that's at risk, then why not get them out there? Like we, we were going to put the kids, we were going to put my daughter in the, in the softball. And the only reason we pulled her out of it just recently was because we told her, well, you know, you're not going to the lake with your grandparents and this, that we're, and we're fine with that, but just we'll make other plans. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, because you can do it. And I'm not worried about me, but then we got to stay away from the grandparents. And that's, she, we let the child make the decision because she's 14 years old. We wanted her to have the best summer she could possibly have. But if they're not going to be around somebody, they, these camps are a great idea. Well, and three months into this thing now, I like to think that we're all a little bit smarter so that we know what we have to do. You know, yes, I know the face mask, they're inconvenient, but you got to do it. And it's, you know, worse than being, uh, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's worse to be hooked up to a ventilator. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just those things you have to deal with it. And like I say, 2020, hopefully will be a year from now. We can be talking about this, talking about all the things we've learned. Um, but for now, in order to make it work, this, these are the things that we have to do. You know, the, in, in the camps, the kids will be wearing, have to wear the mask. They have to bring uh, their lunches uh, must be in a disposable ca- container that will be thrown away after lunch. So um, they won't, you know, the thing is there won't be field trips. There won't be the, the trips to the, to the swimming pool. Um, but uh, they, they've, they've packed those camps up with, with, with lots to do. And there won't be any more than a, a given number of kids in one partic- with one particular camp leader. So it, it's all being coordinated uh, very safely. And you know, I, I think people are getting used to doing the things that they have to do for now. I understand that. Uh, anything else going on you want to, you want to touch on here on the show? Uh, Paisha Allen, you know, with the, uh, with our youth department, she is once again, offering the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics babysitters class. That class will take place on the uh, 25th of July. And you can uh, this is open for kids 12 and older, and they can contact uh, uh, the youth department at 229-3377 uh, as far as uh, how to register for that. So Yeah, I'm definitely sending my 12-year-old son down there. I mean, he already helps out with his brother, but I like having him certified. I had my daughter get the certification. I'm like, you're going to go down there and you're going to learn the little things you, you might need to know. 
10 students in the class, you know, yeah. so they, uh, they keep that. So it's, it's very hands-on. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, I, I, I got, I got an inside person. Paisha owes me a couple of favors. I'll, I'll send her a there text after it on talk. And I'll, I'll get in there. She is so anxious to get that game room open and, you know, maybe we'll have some information for you by, you know, in the next couple of days as far as when that can happen. Not sure when everything is going to open up yet. You know, the village hall is still closed. Uh, it let, uh, just a note to some of the folks that have sent in their animal tags. Um, they are, you know, people that we've asked people to either mail the forms in or drop them in that drop box out in the parking lot. And we've had a couple of emails saying, hey, I dropped this off a few weeks ago. What's going on? And I can just tell you that they are processing, processing these things. You know, they're, 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 they're small staff over there at the, the village hall, but they're getting out. And there's, there's no penalties being charged or any of that nonsense because we know what, you know what's going on here. So um, Good times, and I'm looking forward to more things opening up, and hopefully we'll have you down here at the bar soon. Sounds good. Another show is wrapped up, another show's in the books, another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks it's going to be a good one, and we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement And the nude is basement Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And it's in the books Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And by the looks It's gonna be a good one Nude is basement Broadcast Basement the Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha The EP Podcast Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always at the eppodcast.com